0: Hey everyone, I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about the final season of the original Gossip Girl. <laughs> There is a popcorn that is very similar to the one that you are somehow unable to find. It's just Trader Joe's white cheddar popcorn. I need to put that on my list so when I go, I don't forget. It's not as... Yours is still better. That Indiana popcorn is still better, but it's pretty good. It's definitely better than smart food. It's it's got that more natural cheese kind of flavor to it. So it doesn't feel so artificial like smart food does. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Smart Food Popcorn, but I think this one's better.
1: Smart Food Popcorn is good, but the kernel shells get stuck in my teeth, like in my gums and my teeth. (laughs) The Popcorn Indiana one doesn't. I feel like the Smart Food one, don't even get me started on Wise. It's even worse. Oh, I've never tried the Wise one. Actually, no, wait. Maybe Wise is the better. Wise tastes faker, but it doesn't stab my
0: fucking gums as Mm -hmm. much. I think you're right because I have never had Wise cheddar popcorn, but I've had their butter popcorn, and there it doesn't even seem like it's popcorn. It it's all air. It seems <laughs> that there's no kernels in the Wise popcorn. I think it's like
1: almost chewy a little. Yeah,
0: agreed. Stale. It's stale. Wise popcorn is stale. Wise popcorn. I'm starting to wonder if it is popcorn. <laughs> I don't know. If
1: they- I'm starting to wonder if popcorn is even a word. <laughs> when I used to work for Models years ago. I was the manager of the apparel department, Mm -hmm. and there was this guy who worked for me like on my team whose name was Cornelio. He was in his (laughs) mid-70s. He was originally from the Philippines and the cutest person I've ever met in my entire, entire life. He told me, (laughs) the first time we met and he introduced himself as Cornelio, he told me that the, some of the people there called him popcorn cornelio and he was kind of like a fathery figure so they called him popcorn Cute. and so i started calling him corn pop and so so we had um is it an intercom what's it called like when you talk in a in- loudspeaker that's what I. oh used yeah to. loudspeaker and i used to call him that over the loudspeaker i would be like corn pop you have a call online one. Mm-hmm.
0: So do you think Bart's really dead this time? (laughs) I think we finally got him. I
1: was so surprised that Chuck indirectly killed his father. Yeah. And the way the show handles that, (laughs) I'm still in shock over it a little bit. He's like,
0: well, he's dead. (laughs) Well first of all, that scene is wild. The music that's happening there is unlike anything the show has ever done.
1: I felt like I was watching one of those old antique Episodes of Batman and Robin.
0: It felt like how they do their dreams. You know how sometimes Blair will have a dream at the beginning and it's over dramatized. Yes. Me too. I don't like them either. But it felt like that.
1: When Bart was clinging onto the side of the building, <laughs> I knew so deeply in my soul that it was like we've seen in every other movie and TV show where this person deserves probably to fall off the building. But the hero, the good guy, is not going to be able to let it happen. It's going to save him at the last minute.
0: And then that didn't happen. Why wouldn't they have just made it... Oh, I guess they couldn't have the drama where he feels he killed him, even though he he really did. Because I was going to say, why wouldn't they have just had it where he fell? Where it it all happened in one thing. Why not just have it be a a thing where they fought and he falls over? And everyone's reaction... You want to talk about a savage reaction? How about Lily? Where she's like... Oh, God. Funeral. Well... The good news is we
1: can do the same thing we did the last time Bart died. It was the most unhinged couple of final episodes of a series I've ever seen.
0: What did you think of the second to last episode where Blair is assembling the team of schemers to take Bart Bass down? I thought it was Blair at her absolute best. (laughs) I love that episode.
1: And, And I was happy because in the previous episodes of that season, she seemed when Blair took over her mom's company, she started dressing like an elevated version of her high school self, mm-hmm. which I didn't like. Mm. And she started acting like her high school self in a lot of ways too, which I also didn't like. She had grown and matured so much and they just threw her right back there. I I didn't like it. I didn't think that when she took over her mother's company, her instinct would be to start dressing like she did in
0: high school. I, well, I don't know. It was well the whole thing is stupid. I mean, the line that she comes out with is dumb. She's going to come out with a line inspired by her Constance uniform. And I know they call it out. Her mom says, who's going to want to wear a uniform? Who? Who's going to want to do that? They're not going to want to wear what they, what looks like a private school uniform.
1: Well, you clearly have never seen Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dad. <laughs> I haven't. Because people do want to wear all kinds of uniforms reimagined. All
0: right. Learn something. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't mean to offend. I just thought it was silly. (laughs) They make it like it's some genius idea. I didn't think it was such a great idea. I was so excited at the idea
1: of Blair taking over the company and the direction they went was just not where I would have hoped.
0: I know, especially, well, where would you have hoped they went?
1: Well, before that happened, Blair's fashion journey had taken her to such a more elevated, elegant place. Mm -hmm. She wasn't wearing headbands. She wasn't wearing color blocking. Yeah. I love me some bright yellow. Don't get me wrong, but we don't need to see primary color blocking. Yeah. She was wearing gorgeous, sophisticated things. Agreed. And that she had her minions back
0: and that whole thing. Like, I get it. I know why they did it, but it just. They were trying to bring it right back around to the beginning of the show. Because her and Serena are fighting so much in the final season, too. That's spirited by them being in high school. I sound like I didn't like the final season. I actually really did. I know all I'm doing is
1: complaining. I did like it, but I also didn't, but I didn't want her and Serena. We've
0: seen enough fighting. For some reason, there's a huge misconception that that people liked the aspect that Serena and Blair were always at odds fighting frenemies. The frenemies concept, it wasn't. I much preferred them to just be getting along and on each other's side i hated when they fought and they had them fighting and breaking up in every episode they would get they would get together and, they would, so to and they would help each other and then they would and then they would be fighting by the end like the cotillion episode they're on the same side then serena thinks that blair screwed her over then she gives this heartfelt speech about how she would never screw her over that it seems like they're friends again but then they're not friends in the next episode it was exhausting
1: Also hated Dan turning into a villain. Well, you did. I love it. (laughs) I hated it. But what I did love, and you told me I would love from the very beginning, was Georgina. By the end, she's so... uh, I wish there had been a spinoff. Yes. She's the highlight of the season. Her in the finale. Yeah. Her and Jack, of all people. When she's carrying that giant cake. And she understandably struggling to walk in those heels while carrying the cake
0: box. Uh, she, it was perfect. I love when she's yelling at Dan the whole time. I love when she shows up to Thanksgiving and she she walks in and Dan goes, Georgina, no a family holiday would be complete without you. It's very hard to imagine in the very first season. You think, how could you ever? But she's amazing. I even like Jack by the end. Yeah. Jack in the finale? Who would have thought just a few seasons ago he was trading Blair for the Empire? We need to talk about the absolute ridiculousness that Dan Humphrey is going to be living in the same building as the Vanderwoodsons. Lily Lily Vanderwoodson has been married to six billionaires and has old family money. And Dan Humphrey writes one book and has a a movie deal and can afford to live in this old money upper East side apartment.
1: (laughs) Are you kidding me? The amount of times that they have suspended reality about, like we've talked about yeah, the journalism industry, the fashion industry, the the list goes on and on. UCB. So I wasn't surprised. (laughs) Yeah. So I wasn't surprised, but I,
0: I, I mean, this was through the stratosphere.
1: The apartments in that building are minimum 12 million. Even if he got, let's say he got 15 million for his movie deal, which like he didn't. He didn't, but let's just say that he did. You don't spend that,
0: you buy a 1 million dollar home, maybe two. You don't spend it all. He's gonna be cash poorer now. He's gonna like he bought that home and that's it. That's all of the money that he had. If if which is still he didn't well, let's be honest, he has his Vespa. Wait, I want to hear your complaints. I want to hear, I want to get your complaints out of the way so we can just talk about all the things that were amazing.
1: First of all, this is not a complaint. Blair, on on their wedding day, that dress, I die. She was unbelievably gorgeous. I loved Chuck's white tux with the blue lapels and pale pink shoes. I thought the
0: energy was amazing. Oh my gosh, when they are stepping up the steps of the Met dead. (laughs) It is one of my favorite things. And then also one of my favorite things is the shot of the boys coming down to the wedding. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with it. I loved where they chose to do the ceremony.
1: I loved everything
0: about it. What I didn't
1: love was how quickly the ceremony happened. Yeah. And the fact that as they were saying their I do's, there were police sirens in the background I get why they did it that way but we waited for so long for that payoff and that's how it happens I was a little disappointed I wanted more romance
0: but in general the finale feels a tiny bit rushed it's very short it's only 38 minutes and it feels rushed There's they're moving through a lot real quick so I agree with you you don't get a minute to really savor in the moment I just when they said
1: take Blair to be your lawfully wedded wife three words eight letter. Slayer. You take Chuck to be your lawfully wedded husband. One more, three letters. yes. i I wanted to feel that. and I yeah. didn't feel it because it was so, so fast, and there were sirens blaring. i i I just couldn't believe that was how they did it. If they had two minutes, yeah, of real presence and attention, and then the sirens started, and everybody got all whipped up and everything. That would have been fine, but I don't know. I was a little disappointed in that. One other thing I wanted to say about the ceremony was I watched this part like four times. You know how Chuck leans Blair back and kisses her for a long time as the cops are running down the stairs? I know. Love exactly that. What you're going to say. You do, you do know what I'm going to say. I know exactly. Tell me good. what
0: I'm going to say. When she touches his face, the look on her face and the look on his face when she doesn't even touch it, she just lifts her hand up to touch his face, but then doesn't even. It is,
1: and then he whispers, "I love you." He does. I'm. I
0: watched it. I'm 99 sure he does. I just screamed into the microphone. Like, I don't do that. I hope I didn't peek. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's an emergency that I re. Watch now. We'll look at it now. I'm gonna look at it right now. And some. This is an emergency. This is urgent. <gasps> he does. Oh
1: my god. I can't describe in words what this experience is like. Being the one to bring that to your attention. I feel <laughs>
0: never noticed. You know how many times I've seen it and how in love with that moment I am. And I didn't even realize. Also, I love the whole beginning when they're at the. In, in upstate New York and she's asleep and he's awake and what?
1: That was the only thing I wrote down. He's so stressed out. She's like peacefully sleeping and he has his hands. Yep. She has yep. the, bl- the, the blankets are over her. So yeah. he's not even touching her skin. He just has his hand on top of the blanket on yep. her arm. I'm looking into this too far, but I feel like you probably share my thoughts. I'm sure I do. It's a, a protective instinct that he's protecting her by doing that. And B, steadying himself. Touching her is grounding him and steadying him. It's
0: amazing.
1: Also, when Jack comes to the door, the everything that happens after that, those
0: scenes, the three of them, is some of the best of the entire show. When he comes in and says, I have terrible news. Bart's dead. That is one of the funniest lines the tray he's holding he is holding it so far up it is it is uncomfortably high it's like at his chest it's so why wouldn't he be holding it down he's holding it his arms are in the air his elbows are fully up he's got it at a very strange angle and he just walks in and goes i have terrible news bart's dead and when he tells blair blair you can come on out uncle jack's here to help Dead. And she
1: comes out wearing the most 2012 tights I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> yeah, they had little appliques on them. And then the whole scene that the three of them have discussing what's going to happen is amazing. Jack's delivery, like, is that guy the most amazing actor ever? I love even when he's parsing it out and he's, it's so stupid. It's no, it's a nothing thing. I love even the way he says. Who so saw you up there? He's just trying to think it all out as to what they're going to do and what's going to happen. The way he delivered that, I watched that line probably three times.
1: And I know I already texted you about this, but when Blair... Please,
0: please. <laughs> says, We don't need money. We can live off the land. It's so ridiculous. What a truly absurd thing for them to say. What would make her think to say that? Of anyone on that
1: show... Or, or maybe even in the world, she is least equipped and least likely to live off the land. The other thing that bothered me, the chain that the ring is on no.
0: is two feet long. Take it off her neck. Pull it over her head. Chain is around her neck. He takes it from underneath her dress. He takes it out and then gets down on his knee with the chain still around her neck. How long is that chain? Two feet? That the ring was dangling, that ring has been in her belly button for months. <laughs> and then he puts it on her finger, yeah. still around her neck. Why? take it off go around her neck and unclasp it
1: they obviously made that chain that long so that he could do all that with it still with around, it her still neck, around her which neck. is the most ridiculous thing that they possibly done when all they had to do was m- make a special sort of clasp that was easy for him to take off Right.
0: all he has to do is go behind her hair around the neck like take it off and then hold it in his hand. What? Why? Why did he have to take it off and hold it in his fingers and go down on one knee with- I wish somebody would tell me. It's still around the chain. Also, as
1: romantic and connected as they are and the lines that they have delivered to each other over all of these seasons that he gets down on a knee and just says- Blair, Cornelia Waldorf,
0: will you marry me?
1: I'm sorry. What? I've been waiting all this time for that. You guys say the most (laughs) amazing things without even trying. And now this is how you propose. My other complaint, this is small, but it affects a lot. When they cut to five years later, five years.
0: What did you want it more or less? I don't know. Cause
1: less. Uh, everything that happened after that point could have happened in two or three years. Why five years? That's an insane amount of time. What the fuck was going on
0: in five? Do you realize how long five years is? I've never thought about it. I guess they needed to give us a realistic timeline for Dan and Serena getting married. because no. Dan knows- and Serena
1: could have gotten married in two years. Three max. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. None of them look five years older. Look at all Nate's accomplished in
0: five years. It's going to be mayor of New York city. I just, I was annoyed that it was five. Interesting. I've literally never thought about it. I thought you're going to be excited because I was going to mention to you that they did it, that they skipped ahead to show you where they end up. And, and I was like, you know, no, because I, it'll be better that she doesn't know that. They'll show in the future and so I thought you were going to be excited I didn't realize I didn't even think about the fact that it's been so long
1: I loved every second of being able to see what the future is like I just didn't like that like they that tried to tell years. me that was five years Georgina and Jack is chef's kiss but what sent me into like the I know next it. fucking galaxy I know you <laughs> know is Rufus and Lisa Loeb and Dude. the fact that she's her own self in the show. Rufus
0: ended up with Lisa Loeb. I I Do you do you know how much I wanted to tell you that from season one when she's in it? And you're like, oh my god, I can't believe Lisa Loeb is in it. I I wanted to say to you,
1: just wait. It is so hysterical. Loved Serena's wedding dress also. Yeah. It was so hard. Both of their wedding dresses were so them.
0: Yes. She looked really happy too. I love the shot they show of her when she when she comes down and they show her their faces. I think it was actually a really cute moment for them. Not usually yeah. a Dan and Serena fan, but I think that it was actually a really sweet moment.
1: I thought them getting married in the, I almost want to call it a parlor. I don't know why. That's
0: not even a word that I use. It <laughs> Doesn't is. Doesn't it feel like a parlor? It does feel like a parlor.
1: Felt so great. I love that choice.
0: And then it's at Chuck and Blair's house too, or townhouse or whatever it is. It's not like they're getting married in their home. They're getting married in Chuck and Blair's home.
1: That's so cute. How do we know it's theirs?
0: Because somebody walks up and says, the place looks great to Chuck. And he says, oh. thanks. It was all Blair. I always wondered why their choice to name their kid the name he pretends to be when he's shot in Paris Kid's name is Henry, which is what his name, Henry Prince, is what he pretends to be. I just oh never gosh. I never really understood the choice to do that. I'm going to have to really think about that. It trips me up every time. I'm like, why? Is it possible that they didn't realize that? <laughs> Honestly, that would be a more acceptable answer because I can't think of one <laughs> beyond that. I don't know. Also, how old was that kid supposed yeah, to be? He, w- he was supposed to be four I'm guessing at the very at the maximum he was four years old he looked seven or eight
1: and like why the wig just find a kid with dark hair I'm changing my Instagram bio to something about wigs <laughs> wig connoisseur wig expert I'm not an expert what's a good word for it wig enthusiasts also if you're gonna make it five years in the future give us two kids yeah Give us a little Chuck and a little Blair.
0: Oh my God.
1: Not a 15 year old Henry in a wig. (laughs) A 15 year old. He's literally in middle school.
0: (laughs) I know. And the, the the fact that Ed Westwick was able to pick that child up. Oh, you didn't see the back brace under his, his tux jacket. He runs and leaps in his arms. I'm thinking that kid is nine. (laughs) Told him to shave this morning. How funny was it to show the flashback of them in in their wigs, (laughs) in their wigs? Chuck's was the worst. It looked. He looked just. It was the same wig they used for (laughs) Henry.
1: The clips that they put in of actual
0: flashbacks. I couldn't believe how young they looked. They were babies. And I, I don't know what gets me about that when Dan's voiceover explaining it. The Upper East Side was like something from Fitzgerald or Thackeray. Teenagers acting like adults. Adults acting like teenagers, guarding secrets, spreading gossip, all with the trappings of truly opulent wealth. And membership in this community was so elite, you couldn't even buy your way in. It was a birthright. A birthright I didn't have and my greatest achievements would never earn me. All I had to compare to this world was what I'd read in books, but that gave me the idea. If I wasn't born into this world, maybe I could write myself into it. I don't know. I really love it. I love the way he explains basically the beginning of Gossip Girl.
1: Yeah, although it also does, to me, point out that I don't think they actually achieved that as well as they could have.
0: Would it explain that more.
1: Dan was an outsider because they told us over and over and over and over again that he was an outsider, not because he felt like it. It didn't really feel like the upper east side was a birthright kind of thing. Mm. It was more just like cuz they told, told us you. that. Yeah. And while I know that that is in in reality that actually is true to mm-hmm. a pretty large extent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't necessarily know if the show demonstrated that Mm -hmm. as well as they could have
0: i mean well they did not know that dan was going to be gossip girl at the beginning they didn't know who was going to be gossip girl they but you're right the theme of the show was always that the humphreys were outsiders and that no matter how much they wanted in they weren't going to get it but you're right it was more from telling than showing because the whole thing of season one is that he was an outsider that couldn't find his way in and their worlds were too different. That's why him and Serena break up at the end of season one.
1: Yeah. But the thing about it is Rufus didn't even want to be a part of it. Right. And Dan, I don't even think did either. I think Dan just wanted Serena.
0: Yeah. And to Serena's point that she says to Blair when they're talking at Central Park and Blair's saying, Besides Chuck is one of us, whereas Dan, despite
1: his years of trying, Never will be. What does one of us even mean after all this time? He's friends with our friends. We, we both dated him. His father married my mother. His new apartment
0: is in my building. S. Yes. we all hoped that humble Humphrey would overcome his Brooklyn roots to join a higher social strata. I mean, after all, it's the American dream, but let's face it, in his case, the dream has died. It is sort of a silly thing to, for them to still say that he's not a part of their world when he's been yeah. a part of their world for six years.
1: And also Blair was in love with him like three months ago. Right. And now she's talking about him like he's a worthless nothing. I hated that. Yeah. Agreed. That's something season one or two Blair
0: would have said. Agreed. You're right. They did really regress Blair a lot. I've never noticed that really. Because even the way she speaks to him at the benefit for Bart, And they think that Dan is introducing Bart and then he introduces Chuck and and the conversation that Dan and Blair have after that. I still despise you, but thank you for doing the right thing for once. Wait a second, wait a second. Do you know where Serena went? Why would I tell you, even if I did? So you can con her into falling in love with you and humiliate her again? No, I was hoping after my speech that maybe she would change her mind about me and about leaving town. I really hope that you're referring to a vacation spot too elite for the likes of you. No, I'm talking about LA for good. I retract everything civil I just said. This is all your fault. If Serena moves away, I will never forgive you, Humphrey. The way, I don't know, the way Blair speaks to Dan is not the way she's been speaking to Dan for the past, like, two years. It, it didn't have any acknowledgement for the history that the two of them have. It was like she was still talking to Serena's guy, and he was talking to Serena's best friend that they didn't have any relationship themselves. So did you know that Dan was Gossip Girl? I know I've asked you yes. this before. You did from the beginning.
1: Yeah, from years before I even started it. But I will say, even though it's ridiculous, by the end, it's not as ridiculous as I was expecting. Oh, I also loved, as much as I disliked Jenny, I loved that they brought Jenny back and Eric for the very end. I wish Vanessa had been there.
0: I know, but did you notice that... That Jenny's working for for Waldorf Design. She has a line under Blair. Her bag when she walked in said J by Waldorf. Oh, that's cute. How amazing was it to put Jack and Georgina together? I think that it is so, when they, when she's walking down the street and he is in the limo and rolls the window down, it's almost as if I know when I first saw it, I couldn't believe that they had never interacted prior.
1: I didn't even catch that. I don't even remember when that was. It wasn't until I actually saw them, her sit down and put her arm around him in the last couple minutes. And I thought, it is so obvious and so perfect that how did I, how had I n-
0: never thought of it? Exactly. When Jack, it's, what I'm talking about is when Jack first gets Georgina to do the, to get them all together to do the wedding. Jo- oh. Jack is in his limo and he rolls down the window and he says, Hey, you Georgina Sparks? Depends on who's asking, you KGB? Hmm. JXB, Jack's Xavier Best. Chuck's Uncle Jack. Don't believe I've had the pleasure. Blair says when it comes to a scheme, your skills are second to none. She doesn't exaggerate. And what are you waiting on, Sparks? Let's see if the woman lives up to the name.
1: I can't believe it didn't occur to me then. Now that you say it, it makes it should have occurred to me that it
0: was like the world's colliding and masterminds meeting. I, It's such a great moment. I love yeah. it. How did you like the montage of everybody finding out that Dan was a gossip girl? It was amazing. <laughs> I don't know if
1: it's because I watched the show so condensed mm-hmm. or what, but seeing each of the people who reacted to the news my brain was like zooming around trying to think about like wait who's that why do I know her where what yeah you know it was great I loved it I was confused by who Kristen Bell was supposed to be in that
0: well it seemed like she's supposed to be Kristen Bell it was very universe-breaking because she calls her Kristen Rachel Bilson calls her Kristen I think she she
1: calls her Bell Bell, yeah. So was she, so she's supposed to be herself voicing Gossip Girl. Yeah. In whatever they're doing, which is about to be a, a play or a movie or something about Gossip Girl.
0: I love the scene back at the Waldorf's when they're all sitting around waiting for Chuck and Blair. And I was just going to bring that up. It has such a good vibe. It does. Right. I love what Jack says to Dan. This
1: is a hell of a thing you pulled off kid. I'm in awe.
0: <laughs> and then they all go around and they're like, Nate's saying how he never sent in a tip. I never
1: sent in one tip.
0: Oh, Saint Nate. I love too that they have her seated behind. Yes, Him. yes. Like she's in such a weird spot. I love the seating, how Dorota and Nate are on the Ottoman kind of thing. And then Georgina and Jack are in the back. And I love that scene. I wish those last few minutes could have been stretched across three episodes. You're right. The finale should have been longer. It should have been a two-part situation that was longer. Because even in that scene, when Blair says... So
1: I guess that means it's all over now. That we can
0: all grow up and move on. Yeah. Gossip Girl's dead. You don't even get a second to bask in that. Gossip Girl's been a huge part of their lives and it's really made them all what they are. I've never
1: loved and hated a show so much at the same time. I hate 80% of the show and yet I love it deeply.
0: I know the joy and the curse of gossip girl.
1: (laughs) All right, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please share about it on stories and tag us so we can say hi.
0: Till next time.